sustainability is about the full value chain of your operation. No matter if you have a service or product, you really need to think about every step. For us, we are obviously producing cups, so we look at where our material are coming from, where our ingredients are coming from, how they are operating, how we should do the right thing. Welcome to the Ripples of Radical Generosity podcast by Coralis, a global community of women and non-binary people making real progress on the world's to-do list. Together, we're transforming the world to become more equitable and sustainable. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Connie Henson, and I've been an activator for several years now, and I really value being part of a community that's determined to do business differently, to work in keeping with our values of generosity and getting important work done. And it is my pleasure today to be able to interview Catherine and Anya, who are the founders of Good Evie, one of our brand new ventures in Australia this year. Welcome to both of you. How are you today? We're great, and thank you for having us. Hi, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. I'd love to ask both of you to talk a little bit about your venture. What do you do and what problems does it solve? So we are Good Eddie. We make um, a takeaway cup that you can eat and basically it's a sustainable and waste-free option for takeaway cups. Fantastic. And how did you get started with it? So we started a couple of years ago, uh, both of us, we have a background in food processing and packaging, and we were very passionate about sustainability and startups. And uh, we used to have coffee breaks and have different chat about new business ideas. And one of those days, um, we said, why not we focus on disposable cup, uh, coffee cup problem. And so in Australia, everybody loves coffee. Every bin that you pass by, there's a pile of coffee cups. And yeah, unfortunately, the infrastructure is very, very limited to process these cups and it creates a lot of waste. So only in Australia, one billion cups goes to landfill. So we really started from the problem. We looked into other options that are in the market and unfortunately we found none of them are truly sustainable. And our conclusion was the only thing that is waste-free is something that you can eat. So that's how we started on edible coffee cups. I just love the idea. It's like, well, we can't get rid of it. Maybe we can eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell me a little about your journey as entrepreneurs. How how did you get to where you are today? Great question. (laughs) And it's definitely been a journey and it's one that's been full of um, challenges, but also full of lots of great achievements. When we first had the idea, the first thing that we had to do was sort of prove that the concept was going to work. So uh, we did lots of trials uh, in my apartment kitchen. Um, We had to come with a cup and with a recipe that was going to hold liquid. And um, there was many failures before we came to uh, something that was going to be a success. So we finally got a cup that was going to hold liquid. And then we knew that uh, we could make this happen. And at that point, uh, we'd only had experience in corporate, uh, we'd never done a startup before. We had to work out how do we how do we even do a startup? What's involved? And um, with a lot of googling and talking to people, uh, we worked out that we should um, we should do some sort of accelerator program or incubator program to be able to learn about it. And uh, we were lucky enough to be accepted onto 
the HATCH program here in Australia, which is run by the Taronga Zoo, that taught us all about creating a sustainable startup. And uh, not only that, it put us into this startup world with so many mentors and connections around in the industry and in this landscape. And uh, that really, really helped us to be able to learn all these different parts of how do we grow a business. And we ended up winning a grant at the end of that uh, program, which was instrumental to be able to set up our small pilot facility that we have uh, in place now which is producing edible cups here in Melbourne in Australia. Fantastic. It's, it's so interesting just to think about the beginning of that journey. It just starts with an idea and then it starts in your kitchen. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. and you just build and build on it. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, we were chatting a little bit even before we got started about just how hard it is to do the right thing. You know, a lot of people talk about sustainability can you just tell me a little bit about what is it that makes that hard and how do you do it? How do you really stay true to your values? Yeah, so we think sustainability is about the full value chain of your operation. No matter if you have a service or product, you really need to think about every step. And for us, we are obviously producing cups. So we look at where our material are coming from, where our ingredients are coming from. Um, how they are operating, how we should do the right thing. And one of the biggest values that we have is the source of everything. For example, packaging material or ingredients, we really believe that it should be sourced locally because of the carbon footprint of imports that it is involved. So for us uh, to source all those things uh, was a lot of research finding the first of all finding the right material and finding the right supplier that is locally and the difference um, is not just two or three phone calls or a few emails is it can take up to six months or nine months research and talking to those ones and making sure that everything that is part of um, a very uh, good sustainable product is according to our values and we can find that and we can source that and at the end of the day it comes at cost and uh, as a startup you have the decision to make do, you, do I want it to make it cheap make more profit or do I want to do the right thing and so far we have uh, really stick with our values and we um, done the right thing but seeing these things from outside is not easy maybe as a brand uh, we can communicate that but you know everybody has like a limited bandwidth so we just try to do the right thing and step by step and uh, share those small things that we do and making sure that finally we provide a very uh, truly sustainable option in the market. I think that's fantastic I, mean, I just I love the idea you really have achieved zero waste in your supply chain. And not many people can say they've done that. So good for you. I think that's fantastic. And I'm sure that, yes, it is a lot to communicate, but it's like when people know that, it's got to make the cup taste better. I, I really think so. <laughs> yeah, we hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of getting in a point that I think it's really interesting. Because I guess the people that you supply to are cafes, right? How do they position the cup? So at the moment, uh, we because we have such a small facility and we're quite limited in our capacity, we have a price point which is a bit higher than what a traditional disposable cup is. So mm -hmm. for cafes, uh, typically the ones that are adopting our product at the moment are the ones that are more dedicated to sustainability and they really want to push to have sustainable products uh, in their offering. 
and how they position it is like alternative milk. So they put a surcharge, a small surcharge of 50 cents or $1 onto the coffee. So they pass on some of that cost onto the, uh, onto the consumer. And then that actually works really well because people don't mind to pay extra to have a sustainable option instead of having a disposable cup, which they will use for 10 to 15 minutes and then throw it in the bin. Well, that makes so much sense because people are used to at the cafe paying an, an extra charge for a specialty milk or a different flavor, that sort of thing. So it's a perfect way to get them this option that I, that I bet people would like to adopt. Tell me about the same issue, but how do you get the word out? How do people know about you? That's a difficult one. <laughs> so in the beginning, we had kind of no idea. Obviously, everybody starts from having an Instagram page and a Facebook page, but uh, sharing the words is, um, is not easy. So the first thing that we did uh, to kind of get closer to our end customers was doing some activations in farmers markets. And that was amazing because we were there we had our basically prototype or something that we were just testing in the market and we were just displaying and we were working with this coffee cup just to test the cups and that started everything started from there so they were coming buying our cars and testing our product and the feedback that we got from that was amazing so we were just there talking to real customers who were going to be ultimately the people who are going to consume our product so i started from that and then as we progressed with our startup journey every success that we had we had a really good coverage uh, in media and so yeah some posts by maybe some of the influencers that all happened really organically again comes back to you know doing the things that people can resonate with and so that started you know amplifying in social media and then the more different outlets they found about us they started publishing about us but I think we can say we have been lucky because of the type of product uh, that we produce and what we do. So there has been a lot of interest about our venture, you can say. And uh, yeah, we have been approached a lot about sharing our stories and how we got here and what we are doing. Overall, it's just making sure that you have the right information on your website, you're targeting the right audience and uh, yeah, be close to your final customers. Like even yeah, many companies, they have their social media outlets. It's managed by third parties. It sometimes uh, takes away that, you know, connection that you can have with your um, audience. And that's, I think, especially at the beginning, it's important to build that and uh, yeah, be very, very close to uh, the customers that uh, they are yeah, very interested in what you're doing. I love the way that you stay so close to the end, end user, the end consumer of your product. Because um, they're the ones that ultimately will buy it or not buy it, aren't they? That definitely, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes across more genuine. I find buying things online these days, there's so many different chat bots and web chat and all these different <laughs> things, which are just automated responses. And to actually talk to a real person, it's quite uncommon. And so we really make an effort, like we're the ones that reply on all of the social media messages. We manage all of that and reply on all of the emails as well that come in and so um people when they get a message from the founders of good idiot really is us it's not real founders 
no um, bots answering these questions. No bots and goodie day. Oh, that's fantastic. I hope that stays for you because I think it, it just seems like so much. It's like the kind of authenticity of what you're about, the sustainability of the product, the, the realness of the two of you and how you've you know built your relationship and built your product and continue to build this business. I think it's, it's just really cool. Thank you. So tell me then, you've done an amazing job. I think you said 2019 you started this business. Is that right? The idea started then, yeah. And then uh, in 2020, we incorporated Goodeddy. Naturally, in 2020, <laughs> that was the perfect time <laughs> to incorporate. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried to make it really work during COVID. Now, I know this is, it's just been a couple of months since you've been, or maybe not even that long, you've become a Coralist Venture. Talk to us about that. What was that experience like? Amazing. Like I can say there are so many different startups apply and we had heard so much about Coralis. So for us, it's just like, do we have a chance to get in or not? So we did the application. And obviously, as I said, there are so many great ideas out there, but we tried again to be authentic and say what we have actually done and where we want to go with the idea. And so for us is getting to this network is such an amazing uh, opportunity because um, Coralis have an amazing network of activators with fantastic experience. And um, so we are very, very small at the moment, but we have big dreams for Good Eddy and having those connections and those experiences coming and helping us uh, is uh, such a wonderful opportunity. So we are very, very happy about that. Excellent. Excellent. It's just wonderful to have you as a venture. You've made me think about that. What's next? Where are you going with this company? Well, we uh, have big dreams. We want to have good eddies spread all around the world in every market. Uh, we want it to be the new norm. So when you walk into a cafe, you don't see disposable cups anymore. You see edible cups. And uh, that means we need to scale up. We have a tiny little bakery at the moment. So we can't make cups to spread around the world uh, here. Uh, so we need to scale up our facility, um, produce more cups, and that will allow us to expand all across Australia and also into overseas markets as well. Fantastic. Now, I know you're based in Melbourne. Where else can people um, try your cups? So we are now in seven states seven of the eight states in Australia. Uh, so the only one we haven't cracked is Northern Territory, but everywhere else you can get a good Eddie Cup. Uh, we have outlets across in the main centres and uh, we've just uh, had one place open uh, overseas, which is our first one, which is in Singapore. It's called Puzzle Coffee. So if you happen to be in Singapore, then you can head down uh, to Puzzle Coffee and grab one of our edible cups there as well. That sounds fantastic. And I think you have an online presence as well. Is that right? Is it possible to order, like even as an individual, could I order some of your cups? Absolutely. So our website is open to end consumers. They can buy gift pack options or like an office uh, pack option. So uh, smaller quantities uh, for, yeah, the main purpose is gifting or in-home consumption. Well, it's the perfect time of year, isn't it? I mean, what an interesting gift to give someone, give them a whole new idea about how to have the morning coffee. You could grab it on your way to your, for your commute to work. Exactly. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we have a chocolate cup. Christmas is coming. Chocolate, Christmas goes really well together. <laughs> I'm ready for the chocolate one. <laughs> 
You know, in Corliss, it's really important that we always have an opportunity for an ask. What would you like to ask the listeners in our community? As we mentioned, we're doing our scale up. So right now we're really focused on uh, raising funds. So we're doing a seed funding round and our ask is that we would love to be connected to activators or connections of activators that would be interested uh, to potentially invest in Good Eddy and be part of our journey. Uh, so yes, we welcome any of those connections and we love to talk to uh, anyone who's interested. Well, that sounds like a great opportunity for all the members of Coralis and any other listeners that we, we have out there as well. Now, I want to give you just a final opportunity. If there's anything, I, I know you've been on lots of podcasts, you've been interviewed many times. Are there things that interviewers never ask that you think, do you know what to ask us about that? What, what would you like our listeners to know? That's a difficult line. So obviously we are in the middle of, you know, our journey and uh, things that we do, it comes natural. But we sometimes we pause and think about how challenging every step has been. Um, so I think from the start to the end, we have managed to tackle any roadblocks, but uh, nobody really asked about what was the most difficult experience that you have had building this startup. And we can, we can say a few words high level. That sounds really interesting. Look, can you tell me just a little bit more about some of the challenges that you've actually had to deal with so far? You know, we had to set up all of our production from scratch. So uh, we couldn't go down to the hardware store and grab an edible cup making equipment. We had to find, <laughs> we had to go and Google and find all around the world to, to get a customized machine. And wow. then we had to set up our line and the places that we had to go to try and find um, what we needed. So, you know, we we're using different things that were meant for different purposes. And, you know, one of our main pieces of equipment we found on Facebook Marketplace and another one um, we got down at the hardware store <laughs> and uh, things like that. So it's, um, that was a real challenge to be able to find all of that equipment put it together and then be able to make an efficient process from it uh, that wasn't very labor intensive and taking too long. There's no point in producing edible cups that cost $5 to produce when we can only sell them for $1.50. Mm. <laughs> so we had to work really, really hard to make our process more efficient and bring that cost down so that we could uh, have even profitable business. As the founders and the people who own that idea, if you believe in it, you can definitely manage everything and um, yeah, achieve what you really set to achieve. And it's just, just it's really um, quite exciting to me just to hear the optimism in your voices and uh, and the, this is the good feeling about what you've created and knowing that you're doing the right thing and producing a fantastic product. I just want to thank both of you. This has been a delight to talk with you today, and I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy this conversation as well. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ripples of Radical Generosity podcast. Let us know what you thought of the episode and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at www.coralis.world.